0: This portion of the Cliff Notes podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, John Anderson Insurance, Meyerhofer Funeral Home and Crematory, Miljavik Electric, Musser Construction, Greg Kastner, Voice of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles and the St. Joseph Mustangs, Brent and Angie Lawson, Travis and Amber DeBoard, Jason and Mary Watkins, Matt and Jenny Busby, Brian and Rebecca Viertaler, Fruitenthal Primary Care, the Michelle Cook Group, Russell Book and Bookball 365, Beast Tees and Embroidery, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, KT Logistics LLC, Hickson Klein Funeral Home, James L. Griffin Law Firm of Maysville, Toby Proustman of Premier Land and Auction Group, Barnes Roofing, the St. Joseph School District, Patrick Lyle Insurance, Centos, The High Ho Bar and Grill, HK Quality Sheet Metal. Redmond Farms in Maysville, Robin Stacia Studer, Jeff and Michelle Zeit, Melissa Wynn, and Gabe Edgar. Thank you guys so much for your sponsorship and contribution and support of the Cliff Notes Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody here to the Cliff Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. It is Friday night, October the 20th, 2023. It is our edition of the Post-it Notes. It's also. The Week 9 High School Football Post Game Show. It is the last regular season week before we move on to the postseason in both Missouri and Kansas. We'll run down the complete scoreboard for Week 9, but first, let's go ahead and let's run down the game that I was at tonight. It was the Week 9 Cliff Notes Podcast Game of the Week as Troy visited Riverside in one of the big rivalries in our area in the state of Kansas. Now, let's go ahead and let's run down the highlights here of the first quarter. First quarter, very first play of the game. Um, number 11, Christian Etherton for Troy returns a about a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Troy would miss the two-point conversion. It was 6-0 Trojans just like that at the snap of my finger here. But then in the first quarter, both teams Really had great red zone defenses as Troy was able to stop Riverside on a fourth down in the red zone. Reverse that on the next drive. Riverside stops Troy on a fourth down on in the red zone there. But then Riverside on one of their last offensive possessions of the first quarter. How about this? Tyzel Harrington, you had to see it to believe it. I don't know if there's a video out there or a photo of it, but Harrington was able to flip over. The entire Troy defensive line land on his feet and run for about 10 to 15 more yards on a rush on the play. But then Troy was able to stop Riverside again on fourth down near the red zone. It was 6-0 Trojans at the end of the first quarter. Um, Troy would make their way back down to the red zone again. Now, Troy was actually forced to punt on this possession, but uh, a snap over the put over the Troy putter's head, we're resulting in the Trojan punter actually recovering the ball, and he threw a pass for a first down to give the Trojans a first down. Troy actually takes that possession, number three Gannon and Bo throws a, t- a touchdown pass to Caden Rosenberger. Now this pass wasn't intentionally. In- initially intended for Rosenberger. It was actually t- intended for another receiver. A Riverside defensive back tips the ball in the air, but then Rosenberger was able to catch it for a touchdown. It was a two-point conversion, no good. Troy was able to lead 12 to nothing there on that possession. Riverside tries to make a run to get a score before the end of the second quarter, but a hit on... R- Riverside wide receiver Ryder Davis would force the ball to go up into the air and in the hands of a Troy defender at the end of the second quarter. It was 12-0 Troy at the end of the first half. Third quarter, the Troy defense starts getting some turnovers. Uh, Troy was able to intercept uh, Beckham-Griffin. The sophomore quarterback for Riverside Troy was able to turn that interception into a Logan Blevins touchdown catch from Gannon Bow to make it eight, to make it 18 to nothing Troy. But then on the very next possession, Troy would intercept Griffin, the quarterback for Riverside again. That would make it 20-nothing Riverside. So Riverside actually did convert a two-point conversion on that Logan Blevins touchdown. It was 20, 20-nothing Troy. At the end of three, Troy would add a rushing touchdown from Jackson Hartman to extend the lead to 26 to nothing. Riverside would get a couple scores in the fourth quarter, including a Mason Hayes rushing touchdown. And then Troy was looking to kind of seal the deal, kind of put the game away. But Troy had the ball near at the one yard line, a fumble by the Trojans. Number seven for Riverside, Chase Hewins was able to recover that fumble and took it 99 yards a touchdown to make it 26-14 to Troy. It was too late for Riverside as Troy was able to get their second straight victory on the season 26-14 over their rivals the Riverside Cyclones. Troy ends their regular season at 4-4 Riverside will end their regular season at 2-6. We had the opportunity to catch up with Troy head coach Derek Jasper after the game to talk about their big win over Riverside. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Cliff Podcast live here at Riverside High School where the Troy Trojans just defeated the Riverside Cyclones. 26-14 to 14 was the final score. We are here with Trojan head coach Derek Jasper, coach. Um, big rivalry game, big big win as far as a district positioning there, playoff positioning. Coaches, give me your thoughts on the game.
1: Well, it was a tough battle. I'll tell you what. I uh, We started off with the kickoff return touchdown, started off with a bang, and then that's really all we got going. They did a great job defensively for most of the night taking away what our strengths are and they did a great job of pounding it up the middle and getting some yards so a really hard fought victory that we couldn't they wouldn't just they just wouldn't go away I felt like man we could have punched one in down there and instead it turns into a 99 yard fumble recovery touchdown for them and we did a good job covering some onside kicks there and just milked away but we had a lot of people hurt a lot of people more people got hurt during the game so it was a gritty gritty win for us against a rival
0: Coach, um, scoring was a little bit slow there in the first half. In the second half, you guys were able to kind of pick it up with a couple of interceptions there, Uh, a touchdown pass there to Logan Blevins. Um, Just talk about what was the key, definitely, especially on the defensive side, as far as forcing some turnovers. Our
1: defense was so good for most of the game. Yes, they got some runs up the middle. That's our weakness. But when they tried to throw, I think we had three interceptions, maybe total. Uh, Those takeaways kind of won the game for us probably. Uh, And then we got a big defensive stop there at the end when when it could have gotten really kind of iffy again. So, really, uh, hats off to our defensive coordinator and, and our defensive kids. They played well. Offense, we just had to kind of just keep running that clock the best we could, try to milk away the game.
0: Coach, um, win, second win in a row. Um, like I said, you know, positioning in the playoffs. Um, playoffs start next week. Um, Coach, where do you feel like, you know, this team's at when we start the first round of the playoffs? Oh,
1: you know, we're going to go play a great team probably at JCN. They're 7-1 and one and have been state-ranked all year. And we just – we got so many kids injured. It hasn't, the year hasn't went the way we wanted it to. Uh, you know, but we are four and four, and we've lost to four good teams, and we've got a lot of good players over here on crutches, and then we got a few more that got dinged up tonight. Uh, hopefully, we can get them back ready to go for next week.
0: Well, Coach, congratulations on the win, second straight for you guys, um, big time win against a rival. Um, Coach, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast, um, and we'll look forward to seeing you again. I appreciate seeing you again, Clifton. Appreciate it. Alrighty, a huge thank you to Head Coach Derek Jasper the Troy Trojans for joining me after the game for a post-game interview. Get Troy ends a regular season at four and four on the season. Troy, more than likely, uh, they are the three seed, the, the number three team in Class One A District Four. They will more than likely. Probably end up with a road game in Winchester, Kansas. against the number two team in Kansas One a District 3. That's Jeff County North. So that's probably going to end up being the matchup for them. We'll let you know officially through the Clip Notes podcast on the Post-it Notes and through the Clip Notes podcast social media pages who Troy will officially get as their opponent on the season. Riverside, more than likely for them, will probably end up with St. Mary's as their first-round opponent as we begin Kansas um substate play I think it's substate or just the playoffs there so'll we'll, we'll give you all the playoff information as we get it on the clip notes podcast social media networks and on the post-it notes um 11 man football scores let's start in Missouri central in a defensive effort in their final game of the season defeating Truman 10 to seven Brock Williamson was able to score was able to get an interception to seal the game for the Indians Ten to seven, Central was able to win that game. Central ends their regular season at se- at seven and two. That will more than likely clinch the number two seed in Class Six District Eight. Oak Park, who defeated Central last week, will get the one seed in that bracket on virtue of their victory over the Indians last week. Maryville ends their regular season with a seventy-one to fourteen win. Over Lafayette. Spoofhounds, more than likely the number one seed in Class 3, District 8. They will get a bye week heading into the next week. Chillicothe shuts out Benton 22 to nothing. Hornets will will more than likely probably get the three seed in class three District 8. Benton looking at a sixth or a seventh seed, more than likely in class four, district eight. They will more than likely probably either playing, either end up playing Kirksville or Savannah. In the first round of the playoffs, Cameron over Marshall, twenty-two to nothing. And the KCI East Buck runs their winning streak to twenty-two straight games with a forty-eight to eight win over Lawson Bulldogs. More than likely going to be the one seed there in Class Two District Eight. That's official there. So they will get a bye week into next week. North Platte big time win over Lathrop, thirty to fifteen was the final score. And that one, big season for North Platte. They finished the year 8-1 on the regular season. Mid-Buck ends their regular season with a 50-22 win over Kip Legacy. Out of Kansas City, Dragons are 6-3 to end the season. Penny with a big-time win over West Platte, 64-20. Grand River Conference scores. Maysville gives GRC champion Milan a run for their money. Wildcats end up beating the Wolverines 21-20. Coach Mark Cole at Milan. And the Wildcats clinched the Grand River Conference championship. Trenton over South Harrison, forty-nine to twelve. Putnam County big win over Polo, fourteen to seven. And Marceline over Gallatin in non-conference action, fifty-five to sixteen. In Kansas, we told you about Troy and Riverside. That was a twenty-six to fourteen game in favor of the Troy Trojans big time game in Kansas 2a Nemahoff Central the number one team in the class they defeated the number two team in 2a Sabetha 28 to nothing to win the big seven title there in Kansas and will more than likely hold the top spot there in the 2a playoffs Topeka Hayden shuts out Hiawatha 56 to nothing Rossville over Hill Mount Academy 64 to nothing Silver Lake over Atchison County 72 to nothing and Atchison Goes 8-0 and on the regular season. They defeat Wyandotte out of Kansas City, 66-7. Eight-man football in the St. Joe's, for the St. Joe's schools, Plattsburgh defeats Bishop LeBlanc for the second time this season, 37-22 is the final score in that one. St. Joe Christian, how about the Lions here? How about a big win for St. Joe Christian? Fourth straight win on the season, defeating Stanberry, 28-8 was the final score in that one. This score, I'm about to repeat to you, it is not a misprint. Worth County over Princeton, 94-6, was the final score. And that one, Albany over King City, 62-12. Pattinsburg over North Andrew, 52-6. Pattinsburg is our reigning Cliff Notes podcast team of the week on the high school football side. South Holt clinches the Highway 275 Conference with a 53-20 win over East Atchison Platte Valley over Rockport, 56-40. Nottaway Valley over to Cab, 48-12. And in Kansas, 8-man football, Division Two Axtell defeats Donovan West, 78-8. And in Missouri on Thursday night, Mound City defeated Stewardsville Osborne, 58-12. That will do it for this edition of the post Notes on the football side. We actually got um some big-time MIAA matchups here coming up on Saturday, including Missouri Western looking to bounce back From their loss to Northwest Missouri State, they are on the road at nebraska Kearney. Kickoff for that game is at noon there in Kearney, Nebraska. Northwest Missouri State, it's homecoming for the Bearcats. Coming off that big win over the Griffins, they host fourth-ranked Pittsburgh State. Northwest looking to win their third game in a row there in the MIAA. Four-day State there at Washburn, that's at 1 p.m. Emporia State in central Missouri. At 1.30, that's a big game for positioning there in the MIAA and in the D2 Central Region playoffs. Missouri Southern is at Lincoln at 2 p.m. on tomorrow. Central Oklahoma is at Northeastern State. Heart of America, Benedictine hosts Missouri Valley. That starts at 1 p.m. Big 12 football, TCU is at Kansas State. That starts at 6 p.m. there in Manhattan. Kansas football, they are on bye this week following their loss last week. The Oklahoma State SEC football homecoming in Columbia at 2.30 as the 20th rate the Missouri Tigers host South Carolina. In high school softball, four big quarterfinal matchups on the softball side in Missouri. Savannah on the road at Oak Grove. That is a 12 o'clock noon first pitch there at Oak Grove. Class two quarterfinals. Carrollton is at mid-Buchanan at 2 p.m. there. And Fawcett in South Harrison will make the trip to Bowling Green. That will start. At 1 p.m. Class 1 quarterfinal, Platte Valley is at Gallatin. First pitch for that game is at 1230 in Gallatin. High school volleyball, one district championship game on Saturday. Class 1, District 15 at St. Joseph Christian. One-seeded Lions, the host Lions, are facing Casey Lutheran. The start time for that game is at 1 p.m. there at St. Joe Christian. And the Savannah tennis team will be making the trip to state as a team, we had Iris Alvarez um, compete as last week as an individual. In Sage Blake and Maddie Till competed last week as a doubles team. The Savages will compete as a team this time at state. They are in the final four there in the Class One bracket. Savannah will begin with Saint Michael the Archangel out of Kansas City in their in their semifinal matchup. Savannah. Um, winner winner or loser of that game will get the winner or loser of Ursuline Academy in Clayton. There, that is the other semifinal there in class one. That will do it for tonight's edition of the post-it notes. I want to thank um Troy Head Coach Derek Jasper for joining me on the podcast. We will be back with you tomorrow night for another edition of the post-it notes.